Well, maybe I should just ease you into it. Maybe we should just talk about it. Talk about this is episode 51 of it's, Midwest Midcard. big. Yeah, uh, so we crossed the 50 episode mark finally. Uh, first of all, my name is Carlos. My name is Logan. Uh, Logan is back this week, of yes. course. Back to back like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> he did run it back to back like Cody, man. Uh, so before we get the show started, uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you uh, leave a like, subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, and if you're on Spotify, Apple Music, you're listening to the audio, uh, make sure that you leave a five-star review and then uh, tell your friends. Tell somebody you know. Um, there's a guy at the gas station that goes there around like 10 o'clock at night. He goes there, he buys the pool tabs, he buys the scratch-offs. Tell that guy because he clearly <laughs> has nothing else to do. <laughs> so. That's right. And he's trying to hit it big. And you know what? It's not going to happen. Huh? There ain't no way. Do you play lottery? Nah. No. I do I do a lot of sports betting, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But <laughs> Man, that's, uh, yeah, that's a slippery slope right there. Uh, but they do say that 98% of gamblers that stop, they stop before they hit it big. So. Well, that's... <laughs> There, but then you look at something like the Super Bowl, and yeah. you can bet on everything. Yeah, I went to um, I went to see the NFC uh, Championship game. Yeah, it w- the Lions. W- yeah, li- or uh, no, that's not true. Uh, it was the Ravens and the uh, um, Kansas City game first, right? AFC, the AFC. Yeah, yeah. They, it was earlier in the day. So I went to watch that uh, with some friends, and I should say friends of friend, friends of a friend. And uh, not that he's not my friend, the person that I went to his <laughs> house to, Chas, if you're listening to this, which I don't know if you listen to this podcast. Yeah, he, but he's, he's clearly showed you where you stand. <laughs> I just name dropped you. Uh, and I'll go back to your house one day. Um, but uh, we, we were watching it and uh, there, were, uh, there was this one, one guy that was trying to get off, you know, get, get some of those bets going. And uh, he was, uh, it was funny because uh, Lamar threw a pass to himself. I don't know yeah. if you yeah, watched that. Yeah. So he was like, anything could happen. Yeah. So, uh, because, yeah, and I mean, they counted as uh, receiving and, uh, I mean, obviously, like a completion or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Pretty yeah. wild times. Uh, but they lost again. Yeah. The fucking Ravens. What else is new? I'm glad. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm so uh, happy. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't even realize that I'm wearing my Bengals hat and you're wearing your fucking Pittsburgh that's right. I had to make sure I wore this. Yeah, that's dirty, man. Because wearing it here in front of you makes me feel proud. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I didn't plan for uh, you know for me to be wearing um, my Bengals hat and you wearing the Steelers hat. Yeah, uh, makes me a little sick. So, <laughs> um, but, but we're tag uh, team partners, so you got to get used to it. I guess. <laughs> uh, Brandon, it's out again. Uh, having some personal stuff, like I said, uh, we're thinking about you, Brandon. We're Absolutely. hoping that you, uh, you know, you're doing the best, as best that you can be doing, you know? Yeah. Keeping in them good spirits, that's about all we got. Absolutely, and hopefully we get you back very, very, very soon. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we're coming up on a year of Midwest Midcard. Yes. So it's not the next episode, but the episode after, if I'm not mistaken. No. We started this episode on February 11th of 2023. No. So, um... It was, I mean, we won't be here for our February 11th episode, but we'll be here for like February, um, I think, 15th. So, yeah. And then Brandon will be here and then we'll, you know, we'll do something. Yeah. We'll at least reminisce on yeah. the beginning of the podcast. One full year of mid-carding it up. I know, I know. It's crazy. So, you know what? Let's We need to stop getting sidetracked because I know that you're sitting here like fucking waiting for me to be like, I fucking lost. The Predictions Championship. Uh, all it took was um, Bailey. Bailey winning the the Royal Rumble. Yes. That's all it took. Makes me sick again. Um, that Not I just winning it. Iron winning it. Yeah. Uh, she came in. She So apparently she broke Rhea's record? I believe she did like 63 minutes. And she was number f- five? No, I think. five was Jordan Gray's. Okay, so was she number four? She was... Or three? No, she, she was, was three. Yeah, she was three. Because Naomi was two. And Natalia was number one. Yeah. And who was... Four... Hmm. 
I don't remember. No. Nope. I don't know who was there when Jordan Grace. Nope. Um, so I'll go ahead and um, I'll just get out of the way. Uh, Give it up. Here's it's, your championship. God, it feels so good. Um, <laughs> and as great as this feels, as great as this feels, just like the Ultimate Warrior, just like... Man, just like John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Some, what the hell is going on? <laughs> What's happening here? Sometimes what you the- just gotta put your own little spin on it. What the hell? Sometimes you just gotta break out big gold, baby. So, for the audio listeners, he just unveiled a brand new predictions title. A custom predictions title. Big gold, baby. Uh, fit for a champion. Uh, it makes me even sicker. <laughs> Let me just raise that up. That he upgraded the title so much. Still, um, still rocking the <laughs> the duct tape though. I like. Oh it. yeah, well, yeah. I like you know, it. You know, it ain't official, official, but she's official. <laughs> Let's go. So, uh, well, you know, you got the defense coming up, so I guess you do got to come back to the podcast. Well, I told Brennan because Brennan said make sure you. Uh, let Carlos know that you won that title. I said, trust me, I got something in the bag. Literally, I should have known when you had a fucking book bag. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is he doing? Yeah, rolling up in style. <sighs> yeah, this is so bad, man. I just want to end the show right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the cold open right there, I'm and done. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, what the fuck, man? Uh, <laughs> I'm happy about the results from the Rumble. Uh, uh, yeah, it was let's great. Just, Let's, let's break it down, okay? Degeneration um, X. Overall, what do you think? of uh, like what, what were your thoughts on the show as a whole? I think the whole show was great. I think the only match that was kind of just the, the slow burn, I would say, was probably uh, KO and Logan Paul. Okay. But it was still like good enough that, I mean, it wasn't one of those where I was running to the bathroom or going to get food or whatever. Like yeah. I was still into it. A lot of people are giving flack to the um, the men's rumble, saying it didn't hit like the women's did. I think uh, I think they just got really caught up in the surprises that the women rum- the women's rumble had, yeah, and uh, uh, just how it really felt like there was legit contenders. When it got to the men's, you were like, "It's, it's Cody or CM Punk," yeah, and, and then they'd they kind of made it seem like McIntyre or something, but. Overall, yeah. the whole card, I thought it was great. I had, a, I think, I enjoyed the Rumble. Um, my least favorite match was a Fatal Four Way for sure. Um, it was good for what it was. It, I think, the part that I hated is that as soon as it started picking up, that's when the match ended. Like Randy yeah. hit the RKO and everyone, uh, and Roman had like he was down for the count. Of course, the solo interference kind of sucked. I would have been okay with Roman kicking out. It's unrealistic, but also, like, no. at the end of the day, he is a world <clears throat> champion. Like, so if he takes a little bit of punishment and kicks out, you know, as a fucking fluke, essentially, yeah. that's fine. Uh, and then you don't even have to have Solo there. And you can have Roman win clean. I mean, with, with all the moving pieces, I just don't think you need interference. I, I don't believe you truly need the interference, but I do like the fact that it wasn't the deciding factor of the match. Yeah. Yeah. Like that being like Solo comes in once again, hits a spike, Roman hits a spear, done. It's been replayed, it's been gone over a thousand times. When they first did the stack, that's where I was like, okay, (laughs) they're going to run this back. Because even uh, Paul Heyman earlier in the show, like name dropped Edge and Daniel Bryan. He's like, what happened last time Roman was here? (laughs) And it's, I was like, okay, damn. That was also in Florida. Yeah. I guess I then. Didn't think about it. it was at uh, it was a little bit farther away. From, yeah, it was you know, uh, that was at the um, Raymond Buccaneers James. Stadium. Yeah, Raymond James Stadium. Yep. Um, so no, no, I'm 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 with it with that. Um, I did like that. You know, I I like I said, I enjoyed the match for what it was. Nice. I just think that interference cheapened it a little bit. As far as the Logan Paul and Kevin Owens, that's another one that um really really good. Uh, it did take a little bit to pick up. Yeah, once it did pick up. Um, it was kind of the finish, and I do like that the ref saw the brass knucks. For the first time in 50 years <laughs> in that company, there was a referee who had vision. Because, listen, if there's something that fucking pissed me the fuck off, <laughs> it's when refs are just blind. And call me a fucking nerd all you want, 
But I love when like refs enforce the rules. Yeah, I think that it, it gives it like it gives it that weird bit of like legitimacy that you need to suspend your disbelief yeah. on this fucking fake sport. Of course, well, sorry, scripted sport. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> don't say the F word. <laughs> but like for real, how many times have you seen somebody hit somebody else with a chair? right next like little nature all oh, right and uh the thought is so loud and yeah you know eddie 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 made it a point to make it make it seem like the other person hit him yeah so and that you know that makes yeah. sense but uh yeah i mean kyoto was so bad about that yeah um little nature you know yeah. all-time fucking fumbler so. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that motherfucker has had some legs on him though. That run yeah. at Mania is legendary. Uh, yeah. The Mania twenty four ramp was also like strangely long. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think it was as long as thirty three's uh thirty three had like I think it was, was it yeah, it was thirty three because I remember the Cena run with uh Bree Bree like or sorry, Nikki. Uh Nikki was halfway down the ramp and Cena like came running and like he was like <laughs> waving her and then like she started to like pick up. But yeah, that was uh and you know what? I think thirty four maybe was well. Uh, I feel like one of the one later ones was... Uh, 34 was the New Orleans one with the giant mask. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Then I think maybe 33 was the longest Yeah, 32 one. might have been big because they were in the Dallas Cowboys yeah, stadium. Yeah, at the AT&T stadium. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, the ref seeing the brass knocks, calling for the DQ, um, protects Kevin, protects Logan. No. Uh, Logan was great. This was the most methodical Logan match. No. And maybe that's why it felt... So, like, it didn't feel like his other matches. Do you feel like they've killed the spot with his punch, with KO kicking out? Uh, nah, not really. Um, Because they've kind of built that up as, like, his yeah, thing yeah. because it's titanium or whatever. It definitely had a shelf life, like the punch. No. And it's it's one of those things, it's just easy to, like, come back from that. If, uh, if he puts down somebody with it, you know, at his next defense, you know, it's kind of like, okay... You know, it works. Right. KO is kind of like a scrappy dude, and um, he's got that, uh, you know, PWG fighting spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, Gargano has it. Cole. Yeah. So, you know, they can all kick out of just about yeah. anything. <laughs> so. Pretty much every AEW luchador who takes six Canadian destroyers has it. Yeah. What match ended recently on a Canadian destroyer? It was a tag team match. It was uh, Kaden and Katana. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. hit, uh, I think, Tegan Knox. Yeah. With a, uh, yeah, uh, they hit her with uh, Canadian Destroyer and it ended the match, essentially. I love how WWE is like, we need to protect Nex. Mm -hmm. So you can't do a regular sit out pile driver, but yeah. we will have you do a flipping pile driver that literally takes <laughs> both people yeah. being coordinated enough to not spike the other person. The uh, the regular pile driver is such a funny move because it's either it's like it's, that is the most fifty fifty move. Yeah, like you can either I I should say let's say seventy thirty seventy percent of the time it looks great you yeah. land it but that thirty percent like you'll break your neck like the, for it's, sure it's that's I mean yes it takes the coordination you got to hold on everything else but like you got a flipping pile driver. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and WWE for like the past three or four years, they've had Ray and Andrade do it. Yeah, they've had multiple NXT people do it. Hell, it was Adam Edge, Cole's finisher. Uh, and Edge hit it in yeah. a match, and I think in one of his last matches, yeah. it may have been his last. No, I don't think he hit it on Chamber. There, you know, he uh, hit it on like somewhere, Petey Williams is like just crunching paper <laughs> and just cussing his ass off because he's just like this was my finisher well he probably produced that spot he he might have yeah, but because... i know it's reached a point where he's like shit no i like the idea that pd williams is in the back like and uh you know towards the end of the match maybe you hit a canadian destroyer and they're like i've never hit a canadian destroyer <laughs> he's before. like oh it's easy i yeah. did it for like 10 years in tna it's like anyone can do it mm -hmm. you know uh you fucking... remember me little pd pump i got this <laughs> ricky morton hit one uh, a few years ago in gcw dustin rhodes hits one on the outside every true. week yeah he did hit one recently too. i'm like dude you... i love the final cut yeah like if I, I always said if I was a professional wrestler, I would lock it in reverse like a crossroads yeah. and pick it up and hit it in a final cut. Ooh, okay. I was like, man, I I think that would look good. It would be sick. Yeah, it take it takes some upper body strength to do. Yeah, but I mean, oh, you gotta set it up like a reverse DDT yeah, and yeah. then snap it. 
You know what? I was thinking about Cody. He the, the um, I love the disaster kick, and he doesn't do it anymore. No, nah. like too much. He does that Cody Cutter. Yeah, and uh, the Cody Cutter is kind of growing on me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. Especially the one he hit on Brock at SummerSlam. Yeah, that one was nasty. So, yeah. um, I like it in 2K when you hit it off the corner because like he like bounce, bounce, hits it off the top and just comes down, yeah, and nails yeah. it. Yeah, perfect. So, uh, women's Royal Rumble. Uh, fucking Jordan Grace was like the biggest surprise to Bad me. Badass. Naomi came out, and I don't know if the acoustics in the stadium are weird. She got a pop, but it was just like, yeah, is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, the sirens went off for Jordan, and I was like, who is that? Yeah. And then when it ha- I didn't read spoilers earlier in the day because I know that nah, I people were like, um, I know it had come out that oh, a big TNA star is you know in the building or something. Yeah. And then she popped up. I was like, no way. Because it's one thing to have Mickey James. Yeah. I mean, she's a, you know, she's a WWE legend. Yeah. But, like, Jordan has, like, no association with WWE yeah. in any way. And it's also big that that's their women's champion. So exactly. you see that title with yeah. TNA's name on it on TV for millions. And she um she lasted for a while. Yeah. Who eliminated her? Uh Bianca did Bianca. the KOD on Oh, apron. you're right. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was yeah. crazy. That's such a big spot, too, for her. Yeah to be a part of that so. puts jordan way over because she went hard for a minute just catching people and throwing mm-hmm. them around uh cory graves said michael cole she's got muscles in place you don't have places <laughs> and uh yeah and like the the other thing is that it, it obviously makes i mean bianca hitting a kod that's a finisher and she hit it on the apron so yeah. it's not like she just got tossed out by like fucking nia jags yeah um you know they actually you know make they protect her you know for lack of a better term yeah and I think it was cool. Uh, Jade, Jade Cargo. She she got the pop. She got every bit of the reaction that made her a star. Mm-hmm. She felt like she belonged. She felt like she had already been champion there. Like she yeah. felt legit. And then she got in there and the stare down between nine. You see the power and stuff. You're like, and then she goes straight into Becky and was like, you know, this is my time. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm here now. No, I I think um, I I loved everything that Jade did. Yeah, they booked her to perfection in the Rumble, and they uh, they showcased her in a way. She was last uh, part of the last four. She was a Liv eliminated her before uh, Bailey eliminated Liv to win the Rumble. Yeah, so she was in the final three of the Rumble. Yeah. She was honestly, I mean, if you want to call it the last two, because yeah. the last three were, you know. Yeah, the last six of that match was fucking solid. Yeah, and um, the Rumble is always an opportunity to test things out. Yeah. The Bianca and Jade face-off, you know, came off great. Yeah. Production kills it with this shit. Uh, as much as Meltzer was like, oh, Bianca, or, sorry, Jade didn't know what to do. She um, She had trouble remembering stuff. She stood pretty perfectly in front yeah. of Bianca at, you know, within range of the WrestleMania sign. Like, yeah. how, you know... It was... It was the, perfectly framed, okay? The dual military presses, the stare down, like... Yeah. It, and that's another one of those matches. Does not need a title. That is just sick. Who's the best? Yeah. Who is that prime athlete? Yeah, and the only issue that I have with it is that... You can't really build, like, a who's the best. Like, to me, who's the best rivalries just never come off super great. Nah. Uh, I need it to be, like, I need there to be something personal or the title or a reason as to why they're fighting. Because you could put them in a Mania match, and I, th- I think, well, that's a main event to me. Nah. Like, I think it can't be a main event. However, right now, they just don't have the the story to go with it. Montez Ford and Bianca Belair versus Jade Cargill and Jade's husband, Brandon <laughs> Phillips. Hell no. I mean, you could probably train Brandon Phillips to be a wrestler. Oh, I mean, it wouldn't take much. It. I mean, multi-time MLB All-Star. Yeah, he's, he's probably got this. okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, baseball players don't week. Dude, he's going to hit a drop kick. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> Is he a big boy? He's, uh, big he's like 6'1". Let's see. So I know, I know very little... About um, um, I know very little about baseball. I'm not a baseball fan. Oh, I'm huge. Um, yeah, six foot, two hundred and eleven pounds. Jesus. Okay. Well, shit. 
Uh, so I mean, Montez probably around around the same size. Yeah. Montez might be a little bit heavier than him. You know what fucking you know what fucked me up about? Listen to this. <laughs> I was watching the Rumble with yeah. uh, a friend that's not a wrestling fan, and he was mind blown, and I was too honestly because whenever they were doing the Fatal Four Way, the introductions. They were like, and coming in at 275 pounds, Randy Orton. And we were both like, 275? Nah, there nah. ain't no way Randy's 275. Nah. He's like 6'4", 275. Nah. Absolutely not. He, he might be cooking at a solid 240. Maybe. I was going to say like 245, yeah. if that. Because AJ, uh, they built him at 216, I think. And yeah. then LA Knight like 230, I think. Yeah. Which... That makes sense. Even yeah. LA Knight, I think they probably LA is probably a little bit heavier than that. I, I'm putting him around about there because I mean, so? when you look at them side by side, I'd say him and Randy have about similar builds. Yeah, I guess, but Randy's just much taller. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. And then Roman even was like 250 or something like nah. that. <laughs> Roman would be closer, probably about 260. You think so? Yeah, yeah and that see, and that makes a little bit more sense. But like. Randy at 275? Nah. That's fucking crazy, nah, that'd man. be like, Andre the Giant went in at 165 pounds <laughs> fighting for the cruiserweight title. Uh, I saw an image that was that said that Andre was 560. Do you think he ever got up there? To up, 500? Up to 500? Oh, I bet he passed it. You think so? Oh, yeah. I bet I mean, he... I Hogan bet, said 1,000, but he's... I bet at probably the end of his life, yeah. I would say he was probably five to six really yeah damn i guess i can't really but at that size it doesn't look the same like five or six hundred pounds was what like yokozuna was when he was champion yeah that was before he like really got big so i mean it's seven foot four yeah because i mean he was legit seven at least yeah mcafee was talking about omos i mean they bill him at like seven three and like three four something like that three oh that's or four. Le- his height i think he's like seven five legit yeah uh because i've read his basketball fucking stats yeah he's and they're a- not gonna lie <laughs> <up> there. <laughs> he's he's fucking enormous yeah yeah he they don't have to lie about his height like they did with big show and taker and nah. everyone <laughs> yeah and taker was a big boy but he was like six yeah. four maybe taker yeah Nah. you think he was like six eight yes no way no dude he's enormous I mean, he's pretty big, but... Now, they used to bill him, though, closer like to, like, seven. seven but, but I would say he topped out at eight. He didn't look that much taller than Drew. And Drew's, like, 6'4". Yeah, but you're also comparing, like, almost 60-year-old I mean, Taker. No, like. I, I get that, but come on, man. He can't shrink that He's got that, that osteoporosis. <laughs> he's still gonna be, like, a little bit. Like, he's gotta be, like, up there. Yeah, but that's like Hogan. Hogan in his prime was supposed to be like 6'9". He said... No way! He was 6'9"! He said he was like 6'8", 6'9", because he was pretty big. And then he said due to back surgeries and just everything, he's lucky if he probably clears like 6'4". now. I don't think he was ever that tall. I wouldn't wouldn't count it out. How tall was... um... Because you got to remember, like him looking at Andre, he wasn't, wasn't far off. How tall was Sylvester Stallone? This is the only way to know. Oh, I don't know. Because if so, five ten. He ain't no. Is he five ten? That's what. Hey, that's what the internet says. Okay. So fuck the internet. Now, let's see Hulk Hogan. I know I'm taller than Tom Cruise, and I'm pretty proud about that. <laughs> Dude, everyone's taller than Tom Cruise. <laughs> that's why Family Guy said little Tom Cruise. It's not that hard to be taller than Tom Cruise. Yeah. See. No way. See. Hold on. Uh, no way. No way. I still don't think so. Just, just look up his height. I know. But okay, they're not <laughs> going to tell me his real height. Yeah, they will. They're going to tell me his work height. No. All right, so here, uh, for the ones watching the video, <laughs> this is Hogan and fucking Sylvester Stallone. And there's a stark difference. Yeah, that's But clear. it looks like Hogan's standing on a box. He, he could be. I don't believe... For a second, anything he, that Hogan says, either I, I don't like. I trust me. I, it's not. It's not anything I truly believe. But he's, six seven. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I don't believe that. I need to see. I need he's, to. He's up there, man. Uh, okay. Look, so look there's at that, Shaq. Look at him with Andre from WrestleMania three. 
I guess. There's not a whole lot there. And Andre was built at like 7'3", something like that, 7'4", maybe. No way, dude. Maybe Hogan wasn't, or fucking Andre wasn't that tall. I just I know he was. They strong. didn't call him Andre, the average size guy. He was a fucking giant. I mean, being six ten is far from average. Yeah, well, that's um, true. I don't know, man. I mean, Rocky and Hogan here. I don't. Let's see. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, but the Rock is like six five. Rock is pretty large. So I guess Hogan still looks a little bit taller yeah. than him. And if you account for like age. Yeah. See? It could be 6'7. See? Okay, I'll give him a 6'7, but it's like so close. He's like 6'6.9. <laughs> six, six He's at 6'6, six, six and it's like at the end of the tape. You're like, yeah, ah, I it's guess. Like, just give him 7. I don't know. I have to see his medical records. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't believe it. I Hulk just, Hogan, you yeah. heard it. Medical records, we don't believe you. <laughs> I just. Cannot fathom this man being that big. Yeah, he's a big boy. And I, I, I don't know. And whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Cody ran it back. It's so proud of me. Yeah, a lot of people didn't believe in him. Yeah, me and Cody back to back. Me, Cody, and Hell. Drink got the drink in us going back to back. I'm so mad about this title ship, but I'm really happy that Cody won. And um, let's segue into the Seth Rollins thing on Monday. No. We'll skip over the CM Punk stuff no. for a second. Just real quick, okay? Cody clearly pointed at Roman after he won. Yeah. So, and Cody's going to pick Roman, you know? Yeah. And just like last year's build with Kevin and Sammy and will they, won't they, are they going to end up fighting the Usos? And then it became obvious that they were... And then it still kind of played off like it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Even with that in mind, there's nothing wrong with putting a little, like a seed of doubt that Cody may pick Seth. Yeah. And it's not, um, I saw a comment online that was like, well, obviously he's going to pick Roman. Why would he point and why would they do the segment with Seth? Well, maybe at the time he was like, hey, I'm going coming after Roman. Yeah. But then after Seth Rollins, one of his best promos he's done in probably... Yeah. Quite, you know, I don't want to say his whole career, nah, but, but it's in quite there. some time, yeah. um, he sold that title so well that maybe Cody has doubt. Yeah. And the thing about Cody is that he, um, I think he values that um, workhorse stuff a lot. Yeah. So I don't think, I do think that he's going to pick Roman. But there's nothing wrong with also Seth being like, hey, like, you can pick me too. Like, yeah. I'm also a world champion. Yeah. And not only am I a world champion, but I'm here every week. Yeah. And I defend the title every week. So, you know, yeah. it's going to be the same, you know, when you come to WrestleMania and try to face me, I'm going to defend it again. Yeah. I think this was one of those things, like I said last week, it's it's Seth making sure everybody uh, still sees his credibility and him as a champion, even if he's out mm -hmm. like you can build that story if you want to you can make your title important mm -hmm. you can do whatever you need to stay relevant on that microphone without overdoing it without hurting yourself and this right here was him pointing out to cody you know this title you know we they they made this title because the guy you apparently wanted to go after was never here this title has been here. It's been on me every week. It's important. It means something. Like, we could put on a, a fantastic match. We could do number four on the grandest stage for this title. You know, you don't you don't have to go after Robin. Like, yeah. this is just as important right here <laughs> as what Roman's got. I think the only thing that I was like, eh, maybe not. It's a little nonsensical for Seth to be like, you need to face me, when he's lost three times in a row to him. Yeah, but, I mean, hasn't been for the title. Right. Hasn't been at Mania. So... He should have framed it as, I want to beat you. Yeah. And it, I have the title. Yeah. So come after me, you know? It, it would be more of one of those things, like, uh, like Sean, when he went after Taker, like, I don't want to face you, I need to face you. Mm-hmm. 
So, Seth, um, no visible brace. No. So maybe they're trying to stay away from that um, for making it like too obvious. No. We know the injury exists, but uh, but there is some people that are out for Mania. Charlotte is a you know no. big omission. CM Punk um, is hurt. Yeah, and it breaks my heart, man. Not because no. spe- the biggest the biggest thing about this is that there are so many people that are non-believers. And that are like, oh, CM Punk got hurt. You know, uh, fragile mind, fragile ego, fragile body, or whatever. Yeah. That the John Moxley line, yeah. which is a great line, by the way. Uh, uh, <laughs> he it, he it has a good. good one every now and again. It's <laughs> it's rare. Moxley's a good promo. Okay, uh, I, I I I always thought his promo work was stronger than his in ring work. You know, but that, yeah, that's, that's besides right. the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, Drew. As the true hater that he is, he came out and he was like ecstatic. I mean, you know, doing his thing, but he had that great line. He said, um, I want you to know that you got hurt. I want you to know I'm not a religious man, but I prayed for this and it happened. What a fucking villain. What a crazy bar, man. What a nasty son of a bitch. <laughs> he, he looked right at him and was like, I don't even care if you broke your elbow. Like, he's just so happy. I know. That's uh, insane work from Drew. Oh. I I think he's really, like, I, I've heard the contract stuff. Like, they ain't figured out their whole story yet, what they're wanting to do, or mm-hmm. if he's going to resign, or what money they're looking at. But these past, like, couple months, he's really just stepped up the mic. Like, he's he's just, he's a great heel right now. Like, I know Brennan's probably hating on him a little bit, but I mean... He hates Rick for some reason. Yeah, he's, he's, but he's so... He's good. He's good was, in the ring. He's good on the mic. He's selling me so much on him. So he cooled down a little bit last year, but obviously pandemic year. Pre-pandemic, he was the biggest star they had. Oh, yeah, by far. And... Him and Lashley carried that company. And he could still be a great foil to um, the people on Raw. Yeah. Um... I think they should put the title on him. Oh yeah, Let's go ahead. Yeah. Like I, I believe. Um, why not? Since Punk's out, why not go ahead and give him his uh, WrestleMania moment in front of people? Mm-hmm. And then if you want to have him lose it to Rollins at like SummerSlam or something, give yeah. him like a decent run with him. Then you can redo maybe Rollins and Punk for next year's Mania or something like that. Yeah, I think the Rollins match is still. You know, it might not have the same sting next year. I see. I feel like, I feel like we haven't had enough of a taste of it to really see if it's if it'll if it'll have that same sting because all they've done is one promo and kind of hint at that's where they're going. Yeah. But they haven't haven't locked up. They haven't really gave each other super jabs or nothing. Like I feel I feel like it could still work. I think the only and I'm now as I'm thinking about this, I'm writing a story for myself. There you go. The only way that you can make it work to me now, you don't have the impact of being like, "Hey, um, you were in a different company. You came here. Why are you here? You know, I've been the flag bearer for WWE, for the World Championship, for Raw for so long. You're not gonna come into my house and like, you know, the- all that shit. I just don't think it will have the same weight because at that point, Punk is gonna be in WWE, gone, and then come back from injury, he's going to come back as a babyface. Now, Punk is good enough that he doesn't have to be a babyface, but no. I just think it'll be it'll be hard to, you know, to do that 180 into no. being a heel if he has to be. I, I don't think they're, they'll boo Punk. Yeah, they won't. I mean, he could be a son of a bitch, yeah. and he could, you know, people are going to cheer him regardless. So you could you can make Seth be the bad guy at that point, and um, you could be like, hey, like you came back, I told you to stay out, and you got hurt, and like now you want to like go after me, like there ain't no way you make it to Mania this nah. time, and then you know make it about that, nah. and I I still, you know what? Sometimes they get so lucky, they have like happy accidents, like the Cody thing tearing his pec. Yeah, it was like. 
it i mean it obviously sucks that it happened yeah but it came out of like the perfect time yeah completely took away months that's so they built up everything else and then when it was time for him to come back boom rumble straight to mania it was it was straight perfect. Up, yeah <laughs> it was great it, it literally could not be wrote any better but somehow you know sometimes life is stranger than fiction no i think so yeah you can't frame a better i think having punk leave and come back and come back just in time for the wrong yeah i was getting ready to say like literally like i I believe punk's injury will have him out just long enough to where he would be around rumble it'll be september i think yeah so So, i mean you either kind of hold back a little bit or you have him like do an attack do some promos don't get in the ring rumble do it again i there's possibilities everywhere you know, CM Punk is 100% drug-free. Like, yeah. I, there's no doubt in my mind about it. And, and that is why I think he gets hurt. And I'm not saying that he should take steroids. <laughs> just, just some heroin and you'll be right out there. <laughs> just a little bit. I'm not saying that he should do drugs by any means. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, I don't believe that for a second. I don't condone that. What I'm saying, though, is that the people that do steroids, you know, may be a little more resilient. Yeah. I mean, and, look at AJ. He's... <laughs> fucking ripped and obviously uh you know uh ray with the stem cells and shit like that yeah. he had so, surgery in his knee five times i'm not six con- i'm not condoning the drug use but i'm saying that there's no doubt in mind that he's drug free because yeah. these things happen i think his body is not what it used to be of course you know yeah. he's just he's an old man like he's an older man he's not an old man but he's an older man he he's mid 40s and and really hasn't changed his style mm-hmm so I believe that that plays part in it. Like Daniel Bryan had to change his after yeah. getting hurt. I believe like he can still do some of the things, but I think most of the things. But yeah, that's for I I don't want to. I don't think he needs to do uh, any springboard clotheslines anymore. Yeah, or anything. for sure. Like he got hurt in a really simple move. Yeah. and ironically, I think wasn't it the I think the, Moxley hurt him with the same exact move. I was getting ready to say, he got hurt off the future shock, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and yeah. Mox hits the, I mean, the double underhook yeah. DDT, which yeah. is... Dirty Deeds, the... I think that's Dirty Deeds. The Death, Death Rider. Rider. Death Rider is when he hits it, like, elevated. Yeah. I love the Death Rider, by the way. I think it's a great move. It's, it's in my moveset on 23. <laughs> it was my finish for a long time. I love the Death Rider. Um, but um, with CM Punk, uh, yes, he has not changed his style. Yeah. Which, let me do a little commercial people on twitter say whatever you know they say whatever fucking dumb shit they want but to be like oh cm punk look washed uh have you ever watched a cm punk match my man has never been athletic (laughs) he's never been fast in the ring nope like stop 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 playing because cm punk has never been like the thing about punk is that he's sloppy and he's unathletic but he's still so fucking good. Yeah. Like, that is the charm in CM Punk. The first thing they want to say, oh, you want this guy to beat a mania? He's already gassed 10 minutes in. Well, and, and I was going to also add to the whole being older, I think he should just have more matches. Oh, uh, yeah. The I fact think... that they haven't had him on TV until <laughs> the Rumble, I, fig- I think that was a bad move. Especially for his uh, for his body. Yeah. Because you have to build those calluses. Yeah. He was out for some time since uh, he got hurt after Wembley, right? Or was he? Was he not hurt? He, yeah, he was hurt after Wembley. Yeah. I believe. So even if he wasn't, yeah, I mean, being out of the ring, it's never. Apparently, it's just never good for you, from what I understand from yeah, listening to wrestlers. Yeah. Um, his only injury that came from something stupid was him jumping into the AEW crowd and breaking his foot. Right. Everything else, every other injury he's had has been for stuff in the ring, and yeah. I think this was a virtue, you know, freak accident. Or just not having enough callus, not stretching. Yeah. It could be a number of things. Probably. Um, he seems to be a, a he seems to be in pretty decent shape. I yeah. mean, as good of a shape as you can be in yeah. when you're in like forty five. Yeah. Uh, without using like any enhancers, which you know I wouldn't. You know, I'm just saying, Phil Scott Steiner. <laughs> I'm just saying, Phil. You know, you, sometimes you got you need a little help. I'm sure the straight edge society will be. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be okay with it. I mean, not really. Honestly, I again, I don't condone. If you can responsibly use, 
like uh you know steroids you know trend whatever it is if you can responsibly use it if you're like checking with a doctor if you are not getting it from sketchy sources i think there's a lot of resources to do it correctly i'm not saying cm punk should do it <laughs> i'm just saying that in people in general in people if they want to use it there's just ways to do it right yeah don't trust that guy in the back of the planet fitness being like you, you want to get big yeah hell no and you obviously gotta train and train very hard. Yeah. And people that do steroids, they still train very fucking hard. Yeah. So. Because you gotta get everything that you put into it, and if you don't, like you're just affecting your body for no reason. <laughs> yeah. That's not taking away from them. I'm just saying. Nah. Um, I'm gonna miss CM Punk a lot. Big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> uh, having CM Punk on TV, have not having him on TV on the road to WrestleMania, it's gonna hurt. But what? Okay, so. How do you feel about him throwing elbows into McIntyre with the bat arm? So do this, you see that as like a, a Cody Rhodes? Like it's already fucked yeah. up. Okay, I think it's adrenaline in his soul. Because um, he didn't hesitate. He like threw a couple lefts, and then he's like, he's like, never mind. <laughs> this arm's already fucked. What am I gonna do? I think yeah, pain management is probably, yeah. or it could be a work. It could be a really good work. Damn. Because there was a backstage, like a little backstage thing with CM Punk and Cody hugging, and he looked distraught. So I'd I'd probably say he's legitimately hurt, and it it really did tear him up because he was finally getting what he wanted ten years ago, mm-hmm. and just one odd positioning of a move. And if it's a work, it. this is like a Montreal screw job size work. I'm saying if the Montreal Screwjob was a work, which it wasn't. Mm. There's a lot of moving pieces. <laughs> yeah. I think he just got hurt, though. Yeah, probably. I but mean, if it's a work. If it's a work, it's the greatest work of all time. If it's a work, AEW should close their doors down. Yeah, AEW, yeah. go home. Like, Tony Khan, just wear the Jaguars mascot uniform because you look like a joke. <laughs> Nothing you will write will compare. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, or it could be, you know, they could be hiding the severity of it. Maybe it's not as bad as they seem, you know, as they're saying. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I mean, mo- most definitely. The... It's, it's not at work. I, I would, I'm coping when I say that. <laughs> I want it to be at work so bad. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. It just sucks. Um, but they're telling a story. Now, now, we're, now we're just telling a story. Mm-hmm. Now we're just back to wrestling. Carlos is wanting to donate his tricep to CM Punk <laughs> so he can get this Mania match. Now the the Drew match, though, the Drew feud is going to go crazy. Oh, God. You know what you took from me? Yeah. You took everything from me. And Drew, he's been so good lately. So I'm happy for, I'm happy for Drew to be able to not just take away from CM Punk. I, I think Drew should still go to AEW for the record. But now he's got to wait. Come on. Don't do it, Drew. Um, you will end up on fucking collision and the second hour facing gravity <laughs> for no reason. So let's kind of um, let's segue into this is this kind of it's in relation to the whole AW thing. Yeah. Um, so first, Okada. Um, I wish I remember his Katsushika Okada, right? Yeah. Maybe I fucked it up. Hey, listen. I am a I am a fan. I don't watch New Japan, you know, on a weekly basis or you know monthly basis. But I try to catch, yeah. you know, at least Wrestle Kingdom. I think you'd have to be up at about three in the morning to watch it normal time <laughs> yeah. for them. But yeah, and I try to I I follow I felt like I know who the champions are. I know who the talent is. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna sit here and be like I'm the biggest fan or whatever. No. But I do like Okada. I like some Okada matches. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Kenny Omega match is great. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Naito ma- match from a few years ago, fantastic. Even the Sonata match is. Yeah. I mean, and some people are just don't like Sonata, but yeah. I think it's a virtue of New Japan really wants him to like be pretty and be yeah. fucking Tanahashi. I, I, <laughs> he's I think just it's, not. I think it's who he's just followed up because yeah. I mean you, he's literally followed Okada, he's followed Kenny, and he's followed Jay White. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty tough competition. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's sort of like three heavyweights. And it sucks to see Jay White, you know, now. And I'm not, that's not to take away anything from the people he's surrounded himself with. Everyone in uh, BC Gold is pretty talented. 
the acclaimed, you know, some some good guys, but he's just <laughs> Jay White is just not like he's just not what he it, used to be. No, because like I was I was hoping he was gonna go to WWE because I, I yeah I thought like at least a run in NXT maybe if they just gave him the AJ and just shot him up I was like he's gonna feel important he's yeah. gonna feel big and now he just kind of feels like he's just on the roster with the personality he showed in BC Gold don't tell me he wouldn't fit in NXT two point like not two point but current mm, NXT yeah he would just like. He'll yeah. be funny, and he would have personality, and he would just be really good. Yeah, and I think him, like, working with, like, uh, William Regal and Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. like, tell me he would not evolve even more. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially whoever wants to be like, oh, he, they shouldn't go to NXT. Like, Okada shouldn't go to NXT. Motherfucker, I think Okada can learn something from Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> tell me Okada... Jay White and Braun Breaker in NXT under Shawn Michaels wouldn't slap. That would be insane. That would be some insane shit. And for my money, NXT is the best sports entertainment show on a weekly basis. That match would sell more than 1,600, Tony Khan. <laughs> Did you, um, fuck, just, uh, you know, just this week, uh, the whole Chase U thing happened. Yeah. So they had to close down. But then JC Jing was like, I have a plan to save it. We're going to sell the fucking Girls of Chase You calendar. Like, it's corny. It's whatever. Yeah. It's so fucking great, man. Come yeah. on. Like, how can you not love how that shit? How great is she, too? JC, she like, stepped up. Like, she like she was great in Toxic Attraction. Mm-hmm. But then when her and Gigi split, I was like, I don't know what they're going to no, do. No, she was Marty Jannetty, for sure. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't know what they're planning on doing because you just... Like you said, Marty Jannetty just yeah. punted Sean in the face <laughs> yeah. through a door. Yeah. And I was like, what are you going to do? Because I th- I, Gigi's very talented, and she's had a lot of uh, experience in other places. But JC's cleaned house on that. Yeah, I mean, putting JC in Chase U has been like such a blessing. Yeah. And everyone involved in Chase U is great. Oh, Thea uh, Hall Thea's, is going to be yeah. something else, too. Thea's fantastic. She's so young, too. She's yeah. like 20. Yeah, if that. Yeah, it's, ugh, it's fucking crazy. Like, Sean just picks, like, these crazy, athletic, beautiful girls that are going to... I, I tweeted it out during the Rumble. I said, all of these women and not even and the other ones in NXT, WWE has the strongest, best women's division, and they will be fine for years. And I fucking told you Tiffany was going to be there. And she was. <laughs> and she fucking killed it. As soon as she came out, I'm like, Tiffy time. <laughs> I was so happy to see Tiffany. Okay. And this is, Tiffany's one of those girls that I saw her and I was like, like, I, she's, you know, she's gorgeous. She's very yeah. beautiful. And that's what obviously attracted me to her. But then like she got in the ring and she yeah. started doing some fucking crazy shit. The street fight with Becky, you know, the, uh, the NXT deadline, like, you know, even before that, her, her, uh, title you know run she's like she's so good yeah and she's still also so young the, um what's the other one in nxt uh soul soul ruka yeah, yeah. oh yeah she's super she's athletic talented everything even somebody like nikita lyons like you see her and you're like eh, they're kind of pushing somebody blah 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 she's athletic and she yeah. can do the shit like she she needs a lot of work yeah, yeah. i'm not like she's really rough i'm still. not calling her like oscar or nothing yeah. but like that's just, the top of the tree. Yeah, um, yeah, and and Tif- Tiffany had to learn on the job uh, as the champion, and yeah. her title reign was cut short. I don't think she's coming to the main roster. No. And but um, I've been hating on the mid uh, mid card women's title. I just it might be time. I like I said my my theory on the mid card is if they ever did it. I would push for a women's television title. Mm-hmm. I believe that's been an issue for a long time as women getting on TV. So yeah. why not create a television title, make it for the women? Uh, I, I think there's plenty of contenders for it. And yeah, and roast three hours. Like you, you yeah. can't put a mid card women's as, division, and especially with with the Netflix, Netflix deal. Yeah, you're gonna have to build that time. Absolutely. Yeah, and if if you're not gonna like. If you want to invest in having the tag team division be really yeah. strong, then sure. But uh, yeah, I think there's room for a. Uh, I mean, now seeing you know people like Jade, not that Jade is a mid card. Nah, nah. 
But uh, with Jay, people like Jade. But she was and, treated that way in AEW because that TBS title is not on the same level as the women's. What a waste of a great streak. I'm not yeah. Jay. What Jade was perfectly fine in AEW. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, you know, they treat her like fucking garbage. No. But they did like she was stuck in the mid card division because she was the TBS champion for so long, yeah. and she couldn't lose. Yeah. So whenever she lost, it's like. Well, what the fuck? You know, if she's yeah. not gonna be the world champion, what are we doing here? Yeah. And they should have used that title as something to elevate more women into the main picture because then you had somebody like her who was practically undefeated. You could have made her make some kind of jump because I mean, I'm not trashing on Soraya or nothing, but you give her the title and everybody knows her medical history. You could have gave that to Jade and really yeah. pushed a star. I think Soraya is great. I just don't think she's good enough to overcome the neck thing. Yeah. As much as she would like to be like, oh, I'm fine or whatever. You have to be yeah. like, you have to be Brian Danielson to like uh, well, overcome uh, yeah. that. I think, I think a lot of wrestlers have seen the Edge Daniel Bryan stuff and like they're very lucky. Like you, you have to have a bad enough neck that it's scary for you to do this, mm-hmm. but it's good enough that you're like, fuck it, let's yeah. see what happens. And it's not even about like, yes, they're extremely lucky, but they're also really fucking good. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Edge, and you know, and some people don't like Edge's style. I mean, it's fine. He's a little, he's always just been kind of like slow, methodical. Yeah. Um, but uh, Danielson, you know, he's, I mean, for my money, he's like one of the best in the world. Oh yeah. If far. not the best in the world, I mean. Some would argue for other people. <laughs> he's he's got to be for the complete package. Promo wrestling skills draw you in with a story. I guarantee he's within the top three in the world right now. Yeah, I mean he's a great mind for the business too. Yeah. So, and I don't know shit, but I know that he's really fucking good. But um, you hold a wrestling podcast, my guy. <laughs> Hey, man, any, anyone can have an opinion. Yeah. So, anyone can stand in front of a microphone. <laughs> I think any man with two hands has a fighting chance. So, uh, so with, with all this in mind, with the state of AEW, the state of NXT, Okada going to WWE, I think, is his best bet. Yeah. Uh, as far as the money, as far as position... Uh, he can probably just kind of like retire there and have like a EC career like yeah. Nakam- Nakamura. Yeah. I think Nakamura is perfectly content with just doing, you know. Yeah, I, I will I will probably guess Nakamura will retire in WWE. If mm-hmm. not, quit and then do like a few in New Japan just to yeah. end it that way. But I think the only thing AEW might be able to convince Okada to come to come in there is with the checkbook because Tony's going to drop a lot of money because I don't see how anybody in there, especially like a Jay White's going to look at that, look at Okada coming in and be like, "Yeah, man, look how great my run's been. I've been Ring of Honor six-man champion and yeah, that's it." To be fair, I don't think he should go to AEW or WWE. I think that if anyone needs him and can benefit from him, it's TNA. I mean, truly. <laughs> I was going to call it. I was going to say it. I mean, it's it's true. Yeah. I think I, I wish he could go there. I know they can't afford him. Nah. I wish he could go there because he would be like a true uh, attraction to have. Just recently, his match with the Motor City Machine Guns right. against um, the system. Right. So, um, and then, you know, you, you bring him in. You do the attraction matches just like they did with Will Osprey recently, yeah. with um, with him and uh, Mike Bailey, uh, bringing in Okada. He's got a history with TNA. He's, yeah. It looks like he's made peace with them in a way. So I, I think I think the TNA that he was he was used to was um, more of a joke, and then he's seen how small they got, and then he's realizing like they're coming back, and they're coming back with like fans they're coming back with an energy they want to be an alternative i think from the ground up tna's trying to become what aw was yeah you know early 2020 probably 2019 through like 21 yeah where they were like true like hey you don't want to watch what wwe's putting on for you yeah. you know come see this instead you know 
I'm begging you, Scott Demore and Triple H, please do the fucking crossover show. <laughs> That's please. gotta be something. Like I'm begging you, even if it's just all the women, please. Masha Slamovich against like fucking Becky Lynch would blow up the internet. Yeah, I'd love to see Killer Kelly. I would love to see you know MK Ultra versus you know somebody like uh, I mean I think it would be cool with Katie and Katana, but uh, you know you can just make makeshift tag team Indy and fucking. Uh, Candice LeRae or somebody like that. Uh, I just want to see Killer Kelly. Yeah. I love. <laughs> I just like Killer Kelly. So, like you tell me, like a Moose and a Bobby Lashley match wouldn't hit. I don't fucking like Moose, so <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> tell me a uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus DIY wouldn't hit. Oh, that would be awesome. I mean, if the Usos were around, but they're not really around. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah but if you put that match in, like, old black and gold NXT... Yeah. No, that would be insane. Yeah. And Shelly was... She did an... Or he did, um... The, um... The, the team with Kushida. The um, Dusty Rose Classic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Shelly was there. It's <laughs> fucking crazy yeah. looking back. They're uh, just, like, randomly, hey, here's Alex Shelly. I'm like, son of a bitch. No, dude, I hated Moose beating him. Yeah, it I'm, was. I'm not a Moose guy, man. Uh, I fucking I don't like Moose. Um, I think they have so many like good guys. I think they should just hotshot fucking Nick Nemeth and just be the champion. I they're probably going to. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, a very TNA thing to do uh, to just I, give him the title. I don't know the fact that he had like one interaction with Moose and that was at the pay per view, and then since then he's had Steve Macklin. He's had a match against. Um, Zach Zachary Wentz, yeah, and I believe he had another one with somebody, but I can't remember who. Like yeah. he's really like earning his keep in TNA. He's like, oh yeah, I know you guys just seen me for like twenty years do my shit over there, but yeah. So who's the digital media champion? Crazy Steve. The Crazy he, Steve. He beat uh, Dreamer, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously Jordan is the women's champion. I would be down to seeing like a, yeah, do like an Evolution show, but do oh, it yeah. like. TNA, WWE. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, TNA's got a lot of great women in there that, um, I mean, Giselle, like uh, like you said, MK Ultra is still there. Uh, Zaya, Zaya Brookside. Zaya Brookside. Well, yeah. she was NXT she was, UK, right? Yeah. It'd be a little weird because it'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if they really did the crossover, I mean, they probably couldn't have some people yeah. there because they would be. Unless, I mean,. Michael Cole was pretty fucking adamant of being like, hey, look, there's Naomi. She yeah. just got done in TNA. They highlighted she... uh, TNA very, very heavy. Yeah. Like, super heavy, heavy. Pat McAfee was like, that's what TNA's got? <laughs> Talking to Jordan Grace, they're like, she's got a weapon. I think that the fact that Pat is like feels like such an outsider is really great for his commentary. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad he's back on Raw. It's great. Um, he's just a good foil for, for Cole. Brings out the best in Michael Cole. Yeah. And I, I like Graves. I'm interested to see how Graves and, and Barrett do together. Wait, do bro. Because they're both such heels. <laughs> and I'm I don't know if I don't know if Graves can be a play by play. He he would have to tone it down like a lot. Yeah. And I need I don't know. It might be the best commentary team or it might be the worst ever if they can like keep it together, you know, to call uh, the match. At the end of the day I want somebody to call the match, yeah. okay? As much as I like the banter. I need somebody to be calling the match, so uh, that's why a color and a uh, you know a, and a straight man or the fucking play by play. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go about it. That, that's where I mean it kind of would suck for for Corey, but that's where I would have liked uh, Nigel McGinnis and Wade Barrett to oh yeah on SmackDown. Yeah, McGinnis was pretty great because uh, he he does just enough to like be funny, but he's also calling it. Yeah, yeah, he's a good. He's a good mix of like a play-by-play, but also like doing some color commentary. Yeah. And he's got his favorites, which that's something that I always liked about, um, you know, people like uh, like Jim Ross. There were fucking he fucking hated Triple H, H. <laughs> yeah. but there were like he had his guys, and I think that's I don't think that there should be heel and face commentators. Yeah. I think there should be like obviously they mostly should be faces, and then they should have just their guys that they yeah. like. And you know, even when Stone Cold was being you know shitty. Jim Ross was still kind of like, 
I mean, no. it's okay. Which Corey is pretty much on the even, unless he sees Pat or Carmela's out there. Yeah. Then he's just creaming his jeans. He's <laughs> like, oh my God, ain't she the most beautiful woman ever? We're like, what? we get it. You're married. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, why shouldn't he be popping for Carmela, though? I'll give him that. He can have that. Yeah. Um, Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> no, absolutely. Is she... She her or did she have a baby? I don't she know. She had anymore. a baby. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to like figure out. her and Alexa Bliss all got like pregnant. They got pregnant at the same time. Like pretty much yeah. the same time. I feel like Bliss is eh. I think Bliss is gonna retire. There was a rumor she was there for Mania this weekend. For the Rumble? Yeah. Really? Or, yeah, Rumble, not Mania. WrestleMania. <laughs> Holy shit, we're in April. Um I think she's just I think she's gonna be done. Unless she gets the itch. I yeah, I don't know. It's really just going to come down to whatever she feels like. Because she's done a lot. She's, I think she's like a five-time champion. She's yeah. been the tag. She was also really closely linked with Bray. So I don't know what yeah. that does to your psyche. To I'm, be like, I'm sure it's a lot. Because, I mean, I th- I've, I don't know if it's truth, rumor, whatever. But I've heard something about like they wanted to kind of do something with... Um, Bray's brother, whose name Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas, yeah, and like he's just kind of stepped away from everything for a while, which yeah. I completely understand. So yeah, I think he's just as a producer or just an ambassador. I mean, Titus O'Neil doesn't really do much, and he's still, you know, he hangs out, no. he's around, so you can do that. Eh. I mean, I mean, he's not. I don't know, he's got the con- like Bo's got the connections that Titus does, but you know, eh, you know, it is what it is. I was hoping that once Nick Aldis got in there, Mickey was gonna come back, but I guess she's working for OVW now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, I mean, good for OVW. Oh, need- that's Al Snow's rolling in it right now. They need somebody like Mickey James so bad, especially watching the. I don't know if you watch. Did you watch Wrestlers? I have not yet. No. So you should you should try to watch it. There's gonna be a glaring like. It's going to make you a little mad because I don't know if you are an Al Snow guy or not. And I'm kind of 50-50 on him. But a lot of times uh, there's this one dude, uh, Matt. He's uh, He runs runs like a uh, radio show in Kentucky. He's like the owner of OEW. No. Or he's like part owner or whatever. And a lot of times he's like, hey, Al, we should do this. I think this would bring in fans. I think this uh, the local people would like this. And Al's like, no, it doesn't make sense. It's not wrestling or whatever. <laughs> and it's just it's just so frustrating that um, Matt's always trying to, like, find him ways to make money. Uh, and Al's always like, no, oh, the fucking the business, you know. Uh, just being, it's Which just... they're all fine with as long as Big Show's there giving a two-for-one AEW <laughs> ticket. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that? Um, they need somebody like Mickey though, like a good mind for the business, and also they need like a good like female locker room leader slash producer, whatever yeah. she is. I think she's like a she's something for the women. Uh, she's now. like head of creative for women. Yeah, and yeah, a bunch so, of other stuff with it. There was they, a bunch of titles. Absolutely need somebody that'll yeah. like keep the girls straight too, because especially uh, Hollywood uh, Haley J, she needs it. Mm-hmm. You know, she needs it really bad. Um, they need like a good, a good mentor that uh, is not fucking Al Snow. I j- I just wanted her to go back to WWE because whether she was in the ring or not, I was like, even if you have her behind the scenes, her and like Molly Holly producing matches and oh, yeah. shit, like. And Tyson Kidd is great. Uh, oh, he's a fantastic producer. Phenomenal. And so is Jason Jordan. So there's a dude I wish would have never got injured because he yeah. could have. I mean, yes, he was limited for who was running mm-hmm. it and stuff like that, but I mean. You put like the IC title on him or something, he probably could have had a really good run. Yeah, he was, and I liked his tag team with uh, with Claudio. So yeah. Anyway, we can start to wrap it up. I think we we've done enough this yeah. week. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna go a minute forty this time. <laughs> but uh, thank you again for being here, uh, for filling in for for Brandon. Um, uh, I wanted to remind everyone. Uh, of course, like I said at the top of the show, to uh, like this video, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Um, make sure you follow the show at Midwest Midcard on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, and of course on YouTube. Yep. Uh, every now and then there'll be, you know, we, we put the podcast up, but uh, I want to make an effort to have more wrestling related content on the YouTube channel. There you go. And uh, once things... Uh, come back to being a little bit more normal with Brennan. You know, we'll start working on some stuff. We're coming in on one year of this show. 
and episode 53 i think will be when we call the anniversary episode for the most part there you go. um we'll have you back as there long you as go. you want to come back for I'll... elimination chamber so you can yeah. defend your title <laughs> champs here baby and then depending on the results of that uh we are you know you may come back again or maybe not <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't see myself losing anytime soon <laughs> okay I'm the best in the world at what I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, the road to WrestleMania, man. Uh, it's crazy. It's here. Um, it's coming. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah, I, I'm so excited. Like these are my three favorite. Like just back to back to back. I I love the Rumble. I love the Chamber. The Chamber is gonna be huge this year. Absolutely. I mean, literally huge. And all of these outside of the U.S. shows this year, I feel like just miles ahead of everything else oh yeah they're on a hot streak man and yeah. they're they're not stopping anytime soon like so, <laughs> it's great anyway uh, uh if you want to find me on social media i am at air carlos 97 um probably just twitter and tiktok and i don't know no nah, probably just twitter just follow <laughs> me on twitter i say some stuff sometimes uh where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at ldc0707 Perfect. So make sure you give him a follow. Yeah. Let's uh, talk some wrestling. And uh, yeah, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more. Um, and uh, yeah, do you, do you want to sign us off? Oh, you know what? You always got to remember to live, laugh, love, and wrestle. Come back next week when the normal guy's going to say this shit. <laughs> the champ is here.